The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. We have over 100 international caps between us, 50-odd for Australia, 72 for Scotland. That means that Craig Moore is with us. Evening, Craig. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Yeah, great to have you back from Sky. I saw you on there on Monday. He was talking about Rangers. We'll come to that in a moment or two. Um, what is going to happen in the coming weeks? And Leanne Crichton, back with us by public demand. Where have you been? I keep seeing you on the BBC. Great to have you back, Leanne. Great to be back as well. Yeah, great to see some familiar faces and looking forward to the show. And, of course, Scotland tomorrow night. So it's it's winding up now, isn't it? Um, we don't want to jinx it. We're not going to. How are you feeling ahead of this game against Cyprus? Really looking forward to it. I think uh, the run of form that Scotland have produced in the opening four matches have been outstanding. And I think tomorrow night is just another test. I don't think it will be easy going over to Cyprus. I think the heat and, and everything that comes with that travel will make it a tricky opponent. But I've got every belief that Scotland can get the job done. And then we know permutations come tomorrow night and Tuesday qualification could be sealed something has changed hasn't it under Stevie Clark and the confidence they've got but never overconfident no absolutely not and I think the players will, will treat the game like they've got no points on the board I don't think they'll be looking at it like they're sitting comfortable with 12 with the, the potential to go and grab 15 tomorrow it'll just be treated as another game and hopefully three points and it tees up Tuesday night really nice for the friendly against England it's still absolutely boiling but enough about Hamden Park because the game's over in Cyprus, uh, Craig, they flew out uh, yesterday. We might hear from Steve Clark later on. It's never been easy against Cyprus, but we've got a brilliant record against them. Yeah, no, fantastic record. And, and I think Scotland are in a, ve- a really good space at this moment mentally. I think the confidence, and I say confidence, it's not overconfident. There is a bit of a swagger about the Scottish national team at this moment in time due to the very good start that they've had. It's almost like a club side in terms of the morale and the way that the players seem to be getting on with one another. And they've been able to take that uh, and get the results. Got off to a flyer. Uh, I think that, that Scotland can get a result here as well, although you, you certainly must respect your opponent. Cyprus will make it hard. But I just think Scotland at this moment in time, the confidence and the momentum that they have is going to be too strong again for Cyprus. Maximum points after the first four games. And we virtually are through, Leanne, if we win tomorrow night. Yeah, I mean, even just now, it's probably more difficult not to qualify yeah. than it would be to qualify. But I don't think anybody um, in a Scotland jersey will think like that. I know Steve Clark won't think like that. But it's a huge opportunity, a huge incentive. I, I don't think even the players could have envisaged that by this point they would be so comfortable and really get one foot on the plane to Germany. Um, but as I say, it'll be a huge task tomorrow night. Craig's touched on it as well. I think it's a tough place to go, albeit form and on paper. It might look slightly different. John McGinn spoke about the, the arrogance or the swagger that they've got. And I think it's you know about time a Scotland side had that. You know, they've produced the form to back it up. They don't need to be arrogant. They don't look like that when they cross the white line. 
but you need to have an air of confidence about you in this side certainly have it Will you give us your team in the next couple of hours Leanne for tomorrow night what you think yep. it would start and is it different from Steve Clark's I suspect it might be the same we'll find <laughs> out and yours too Craig yeah, 08, sure. 08 17 17 700 it's been a red hot week you came in you saw the stuff uh, after Sunday uh, Rangers losing to Celtic Celtic winning and we'll talk Celtic but the big story has been Rangers um, the home game Celtic weakened by the injuries we know the story what did you feel on it Leanne um, about the weekend for Michael Beale and the fact that well they, they got it was a defeat they couldn't beat Celtic when Celtic were weaker yeah I think it was a huge game I think the build up to it off the back of the, the European game made it a I can all or nothing type performance I don't think Rangers showed up I don't think they produced anything close to what the Rangers fans have been anticipating or hoping might happen with the new signings that have arrived at the club I actually thought it was a spectacle in terms of an old firm game it was probably one of the poorest that I've seen across the board when you look at the the weakened side that Celtic had on display as well I've watched them for a number of weeks since the start of the season they don't look like the same side um, and with that that probably compounded the fact that Rangers had the best opportunity to go and beat Celtic I think they've had in a long long time and they didn't take it I didn't see enough from Rangers I don't see enough I don't think there's enough there when I look at the signings when I look at the opportunities that players have had even when I look at the systems and, and the personnel and the selection that Michael Beale's opted for I really do feel at this stage his back is against the wall What is he going to do? So John Bennett we saw this good story the other day in the record that he will stay as manager just now it seems really early but I know he's been there for 10 months but you felt over the summer was there overconfidence among the Rangers fans as well who've turned on him quite quickly do you think they thought the signings looks really strong but you haven't seen enough of them? Well I think we're the, um, in terms of rhythm, uh, in terms of best 11, still doesn't seem to be clear for Michael Beale um, at the club at this moment in time. Rangers uh, virtually at their strongest in terms of personnel available. Um, without being disrespectful to Celtic, they were by no means at their strongest. Uh, probably their bare bones. Um, and look, they've, they've gone away from home and, and managed to, to get a result against Rangers um, in front of 50,000. Um, so that's hugely disappointing. It's another game, another game of importance that Michael Beale has been unable to win. Um, so that's where you start to get supporters unhappy. Um, the performance wasn't good enough. Now, I know we can talk about the controversial VAR decision, but let's yeah. be honest, I mean, there were two uh, very good opportunities in particular in the first half for Kyogo um, yeah, sure. and also the one where you can maybe... Uh, Dio Maeda in for, for a tap-in. Mm -hmm. uh, and a so, chance as Abada well, also, which was a brilliant save so, so by I th Butlin. I think overall it just it, it wasn't good enough. I, I think that before the game I was confident that Rangers would go and get a result. Speaking now, after the match, um, they they didn't perform anywhere near good enough. And the pressure, the pressure comes. Uh, I've, I was at the game, Paul, and I've never in my time as a player and also, you know, going to games and supporting. Never heard noise and anger from a, a supporter base at Ibrox. Never? Why? In my what, time. Why? In my time. What do you think is different this time? Huge, huge disappointment. Um, nine players that have come into the team. Only three started a must-win match. One of them by default in, in regards to, to Sterling wouldn't have started. Another one in goals. Butland's been fantastic. Um, so... Again, sometimes you just got to be careful. I think you can trip yourself up a little bit when you talk too much. And, and I don't think Michael's a bad person, but I think less, I've always said less is more. 
Um, and, and I think that he needs to maybe just keep a little bit more to himself um, because start of this season on the back of Celtic winning the treble last season, how do we improve the starting 11? That's the same whether you win or lose. How do you improve your starting 11? You sign nine players, not enough in that starting 11 to make the impact that that is needed and players do take time to settle but you don't you don't get that long to settle up here in Glasgow and majority of Rangers business was done at the beginning the beginning of the window so I think plenty of time for players to have settled mm -hmm. in Leanne what does he do now who's there who supports him who's round him to say you know you need to get this right now what is the system who is he going to play yeah, well, you would hope he's backroom staff and, and the people at the club that have backed him in terms of the decisions that have been made with the, the transfers, they clearly feel like the players that they've brought to the club. Um, and I think the Rangers fans, the response from them is down to that. Recruitment has looked good on paper. They've spent money. The numbers, <laughs> you know, go on the, the side of this looks good, these players that are coming in, transfer fees that are this, that, the other... And the reality is the Rangers fans have not seen that. So they can only base their opinion on fact. And the facts just now don't look good based on what they've seen. So I think behind the scenes there's got to be an awful lot of work going on. Or, you know, Craig's touched on it. Who, what is his strongest 11? Do the players even know who's competing for whose jersey? Because I think what we looked at when Ange Postecoglou recruited the players that he recruited at Celtic, quite obviously there was two players per position. And it was one or the other, constantly one or the other. Kyogo was the only one really that was out there in his own at times. Then he picked up the injury and players had to come in and fill yeah. that void. But week by week, every single player must have known who they were going toe-to-toe -to -toe with in training for a starting spot. And I don't think that's that obvious when you look at the Rangers squad. Mm -hmm. I think it's a free hit for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't see players that it's their jersey other than the ones that have been there from last season, the likes of your Tavernier, Goldson. Yeah. And I feel a little bit silly, I've got to say, because Why? because at the start of the season, again, when I was looking at on paper, the, the Celtic squad in terms of the lack of maybe business that they had done yeah. and, and the business that Rangers has done, I'm going, well, Rangers are a stronger squad. Um, we've, I've said this a couple of times on the thing, but paper doesn't win your football matches. Um, so far, that hasn't um, transferred to, to match day. Uh, so, again, as a player, that can be very difficult because... The expectation uh, is, is is constant. It's daily. And mate, unfortunately, there is a manager that oversees all of that and, and is also responsible for, for getting results. So there's no hiding place here. At the moment, the, the, the results come at a terrible time for Rangers and Michael Beale because international break. So there's a lot longer for mm -hmm. that next game. A few sleepless nights. Must be a few tough. more pages being filled in the media. Do you um, think Celtic squad is stronger now because they have added to it last week? Palmer signed. I'll tell you what. Couple of I, you know what I'm going to tell you is the difference at this moment in time. Yep. Mentally, Celtic are stronger. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think the reality is even if you bring Hitati and Carter Vickers back into that Celtic team, they're immediately stronger mm. without adding any new additions. I think on paper it clearly looks like Celtic's squad from last season, even losing the couple of additions that they have lost, is still a better side than Rangers. Shall we take the first caller? Let's. Yes. And you know who's coming on? It's Derek, who was Yo. on at the weekend. Derek, good evening. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. How's the throat there? <laughs> Is that from taking all those phone calls, Derek, after you went viral? Even people, uh, 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 my bus driver and I will 
come there and even if we were to come on the bus and say, was that you, was that you? People are about 20 years ago was asking, my partner doesn't even like football and people were pouring him up and asking, was that your partner? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to ask Leanne, how long did, did she think that Michael would get if there weren't more defeats? How long do you think the board will continue to back him? I don't think you'll get long, Derek, if I'm being honest. I don't think you'll get long. I think the reaction from the Rangers fans told you everything that you needed to know. And at the point you lose the fans and you lose football games, your days are numbered. Um, I think it would be a matter of, of, of how quickly they could change it, the affordability of changing the manager and who would come in to replace Michael Beale, I think would, would be the biggest test and, and deciding factor. But... You know, Craig's touched on it. I think he said that he needs almost a, a seamless run, um, a faultless run. And I don't see the Rangers team that I've watched from the start of the season producing that. So I think one more defeat. Um, I think the reality is that he probably could hedge his bets just now and hope that the League Cup would take him through to the turn of the year if he was able to deliver that. But I think another slip-up with regards to the league and, and falling behind Celtic any further than they are, um, he would be gone. Real Betis is obviously a tough one. So is that different? Obviously, if they were to lose in the league at St. Johnson, for example, or in the cup game against Livy, or yeah. Craig, what do you think? No, again, I, I spoke on, on Monday and I think that Michael does need a, a near-perfect run and I'm not silly enough to think that that still would convince all Rangers supporters, such as a, is the noise and, and, and anger. And look, three things for me in, in terms of your, your manager at any club. Uh, results, number one. The fans, the fans are very, very powerful. Um, and if you lose a dressing room, now if you've lost three of those things, you're, you're finished. There's no way back. The only hope at this moment in time, I believe, for Michael Beale is, is if that togetherness with the squad is still in harmony um, and feel as if the direction is the right direction moving forward because the, the, the fans clearly... Majority of the fans that I've spoken to have gone. They've gone. Really, the majority yeah, of them. Gone. What about the dressing room, though? That's key. That, that, that I can't tell you because yeah. I'm not privileged to, to any inside information, or I'm not on that training field, or are involved sure. in in what's happening there. But that, they're well, there. Yeah, I mean, well, Derek, you'll probably agree, mate. They're, they're they're the things in terms of when you're when you know that if that is the situation, and I don't believe it, it is uh, that severe at this moment in time. But that's the moment that that a manager loses his job. Derek. Uh, I think, Craig, the, the one thing, I think Paul LeGuin and uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhurst lost their job after the defeat to St. Johnson. You better hope history doesn't repeat itself in uh, every Saturday. For sure. Uh, yeah. I, I said at the start of the season, Paul, the worrying thing is the lack of bits in the team, Craig. Mm -hmm. yeah. no, there's no flair in the team. I know we get rid of Chicago, but in Scottish football, you need to find stretchy teams. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it seems to be that I don't. Like nobody knows where Lambert is meant to be playing. You've spent all that money in in Benilio, uh, yeah. and uh, we're not seeing enough of him. Well, it's not getting found use, but hitting the ground running. Yeah, well, I think uh, Derek, that it's, it's clear that wingers um, are not really part of the the setup that that Michael uh, plays with, and I think he's kind of been forced a little bit in terms of Matondo coming back into the team through some, some really positive uh, moments coming off the bench, making an impact. But naturally, he's the only wide player at the club at the moment that's available or, or being considered for selection because right is, is, is right still there. He's not uh, obviously going to get a siding and the rest is, is quite narrow and the width 
Derek, is 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 to come from the fullbacks. That's the way that he's he's been set up. Leanne, what about against PSV, for example? He could have switched it. Yeah, that, that's a bit, the bit for me that I think um, Craig touched on the fact Michael Beale speaks an awful lot and he, he wants to give you all the answers. And at times, what he needs to remember is, is that people don't forget. Fans yep. certainly don't forget and the media certainly don't forget. So when you produce comments like, you know, we've used a back three, get used to that, it'll happen more often. For me, that game was crying out for a back three. When I looked at the options on the bench, when Barisic had to come off injured, I personally thought go to the back three, even put Balogun on, allow John Souter to step into the game, have Matondo, who as Craig touched on, his performances have been very good, get Tavernier higher up the pitch, you've got two sitting midfielders there anyway that can protect the back line, you've signed all those front players to never play two strikers together, is criminal, and I think you don't need to be a brain of football to start to work it out, and I think fans are asking these questions, we're looking at it as a media and analysing it and scrutinising it. So you can only understand that if this continues and you don't see change and you don't see tweaks to the system, Derek's touching about that natural width. If you don't have wingers offering width, your wing-backs or your full-backs have to be your width. But at the same time, I don't think Rangers are defensively strong enough when you have Tavernier and Barisic. And that's been a continuing issue for a number of seasons now. Um, it's, not, it's not new. And I know there's chat about Barisic still being linked during yeah. the transfer window. Um, could happen, could yeah. he leave at this point in the window, which, again, I think still depletes the squad because he has been your first choice yeah. left-back yeah, for yeah. so long. Um, so there's so many questions. And I think the fact that Michael Beale wants to come out and continue to talk as much as he does without really backing it up with any sort of proof or evidence um, is alarming. You know what I would have liked to have seen also, Leanne? And Derek, you're involved in this conversation, mate, because you're in the background there. Is... Um, Central defensive pairing of Celtic. Now, I expected Nat Phillips to play, to be fair, mm-hmm. who, who didn't start. I think but, everyone did. Yeah, well, and, and it was Scales and, and Lagabioka. Now, they needed to be tested. Um, and, 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 and therefore, you say, like, you know, two up, two up yeah. top. Mm-hmm. Um, let, let, let's really go and, and, and test these players and put them under pressure. And, I mean, they, don't get me wrong, full respect to, to both of those players. They come through and, and, and cruise the match. And, and again, that for me is poor from Rangers' part. you really got to go and test central defenders. I think that's the only reason they cruised the match, though, Craig, is because Rangers didn't ask yeah, questions. Yeah, Early on in the game, you look at the couple of times that Rangers turned them with the ball in behind. There's a couple of offside decisions. Yep. I think it was Dessers. Yep. Then the one that, that Laggy Bielka has yep. fouled <laughs> and the ball taken off him. Yep. Um, because they were dwelling on it. I don't mm-hmm. think they were good enough in possession. So I think the reality is Celtic have come out of it looking really good in the sense that players like a, a Scales have come back into the side. Lagrabelka, a new signing, has come through an old firm game, clean sheet at Ibrooks in front of 50,000. But the reality is Rangers did not ask enough questions yeah. and that is down to system and personnel choice. How can you leave uh, Danilo on the bench? Nearly £6 million. Barry was saying last night, uh, Desers and Danilo together you're going to have to give them and, and this is it Paul but from what the fans have looked at and the fans that I've spoken to they've seen more from Danilo than they have Desers yeah. in terms of positive contributions Peter Grant said and the Danilo's, same last night and Danilo's the one that's on the bench so and then yeah. Roof is a player that comes off at Ibrox and you, you hear the response from the fans as well so I know we can all sit and it's really easy to sit in the sidelines yeah. and be football managers yeah. <laughs> it's very FIFA different managers. when you're in yeah. the hot seat yeah. um, but I just think that there's only going to be so much of this that, that time will be allowed and enabled to Michael Beale and, and also sitting off at home um, again that doesn't wash 
It doesn't wash. It, it, you're at home. You're at home. You've got to, you've got to be on the front foot. You've got to be putting pressure uh, on every single player and forcing errors. And too many times, um, whether it was planned or whether it was just disjointed, the press and the way that Celtic were able to get out it was not good enough. And seven minutes was added on. And there didn't seem to be that urgency, no. Derek. I, you know, I think that was partly why you were so frustrated then, but you have been saying it since during the close season. Derek, I don't think they're, they're not going to make a change at the moment. Has it been a tough week for you? I think I think they will make a change before Christmas, Paul. I don't think John Bennett 100% backed him down to really. I think people uh, need to understand that uh, the fans aren't, aren't watching this style of football. They've had two years, have been, well, more than two years, have been second, but Celtic's walking right into the Champions League and throwing away further and the fans want much, much more of this. And, and I say, before I ball this kick, it's going to be under major pressure and it looks like it's going to be a Michael deal. Right, uh, yeah. uh, and yeah. I, would like to, I would like to say that, uh, that Barry took it in good, good uh, spirit uh, on, on, on Sunday I think the amount of views it got. So yeah. <laughs> I think you'll live with that for quite a while. <laughs> Of course, you know, you're a passionate Rangers fan and uh, he's a, a passionate Rangers legend. So, Derek, listen, thanks for calling back in. Cheers. Thanks, Derek. Cheers, Derek. Thanks very much. Uh, the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. There's nothing like football, though, is there, to get people uh, so it's impassioned It's incredible, about it all, isn't it? One game, one game and we, it can yeah. take us this far. I mean, we're at Thursday in the week and we're still going strong. I know, that? it's still the strongest <laughs> story. And look for Celtic fans as well. Um, well, the, some of them, some of you will be enjoying mm. the discomfort at Rangers and oh. that's how it works as well. And they'll know, you heard uh, Brendan Rodgers saying, you know, they're going to get better. It's a big lift for Celtic, isn't it? Because they did go in in poor form. It was flat. Most of the games were flat. There was something wrong, but suddenly you've got Brendan Rodgers picks up the car at Celtic Park and he's waving he's to the crowd. Whereas, you know, it's beginning to turn again. You know, they need to get over it and move on. Well, that's it. But three points in football, especially in an old yeah. firm, Paul can mean absolutely everything as it did at the weekend. And you're right, Celtic didn't look comfortable getting into the game. I, I still don't believe they're, they're completely comfortable mm. and that they'll be convincing, even coming out the international window. I think it's going to take them a bit of time. Certainly getting players back in, as I mentioned, Carter Vickers and Hitati might help aid that. Um, but when you sit top of the tree and you've beat your, your nearest rivals, it certainly eases the pressure, no doubt. Ready for more calls? 0808 17 17 700. Craig Moore and Leanne Crichton. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. International Week looms. We know we've got England, a friendly 150 years of the SFA. Tuesday night at Hampden Park. But it's a friendly, it won't feel that way come Monday, Tuesday. Leanne Crichton, who's worn the dark blue of Scotland 72 times. So let's hope we're going in on Tuesday night, qualified for Germany next summer. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Well, I think it could play out during that game. So yeah. um, the fact it's, it's a friendly game, it is fine. Um, we'll enjoy mm. that. We'll look forward to it. But the icing on the cake would be the, the qualification party at the end of that, that 90 minutes of football. So it could be a double celebration, as you mentioned, the 150th anniversary um, and qualification and on that plane to Germany. Craig, how big was it for you getting your 52 or 53 caps? Which one is it you can't remember? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd look, I mean, again, Leanne also had the, the, the privilege and honour yeah. to, to represent a country 72 times. Look, to, to, to put it on once was something that was... Um, Unbelievable for myself. You grow up as a kid wanting to, to represent your country, so to do it 52 times, fantastic. Um, Scotland v England, friendly. 
No chance. <laughs> no. No chance. Uh, but looking forward to it. But business first in terms of the, the game against Cyprus. And Scotland are, are in a really good place at the moment. I think, you know what, as well, yeah. Clark's done well, is it's been a pretty settled squad, mm -hmm. but he's known when to, to drip in new players. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, it's not been two, three. It's been one at a time. And at the moment, Scotland are very fortunate where they've got a, a really good squad, uh, competition for places, mm -hmm. but more importantly a real belief um, and it's it's been evident in terms of the start that they've got off to. Any word on Elliot Anderson who withdrew? Leanne, any word that, you know, we obviously accept what he says, he pulled up in training or he yeah. had an injury afterwards. There's a slight concern though, isn't there, that he's going to decide to play for England. Peter Grant said last night in that seat you're in now, well, if that's what he wants to do and we don't know, yeah. but then you can't force somebody. But it, we hope it is an injury and he'll be back in the dark blue. You would hope so. Um, it was actually a player I was really looking forward yeah. to seeing involved. Um, watched him coming off the bench the occasions that he has done this season. Um, my ears pricked up when I seen he, heard he was Scottish in, mm. in the first game coming off. I think it was match of the day I was watching. Um, and then he's in the squad so it would have been excellent I think the reality is a lot of players perhaps in the past that have made these types of decisions it was at points where the, the Scottish national team weren't strong and they weren't qualifying for major tournaments now the irony would be if he really backs himself and believes that he can go and be a, a full England internationalist and potentially go and win these tournaments which I think is a level now that England of course are at um, which is fine but he could be a, a top Scotland internationalist that's also going to major tournaments and playing at the top of your game. So it depends where his head's at, if that is the decision that he, he's swithering with or if it is just down to the injury and it's added to the, the background noise certainly that's going on. Yeah, I think. look, I just think that it's, it's, it's an honest injury. It's unfortunate because it would have been a great opportunity for the lad. Um, I wouldn't have thought that there's any um, <sighs> silliness happening in the background. Yeah. I'm going to go with it. It's just a genuine knock and it'll be the next time that he'll be involved in Scotland. Let's go back on the line. 08 08 17 17 700 or join the conversation at Goal Football Show. Sean is on the line in Glasgow, big Rangers fan. Hi, Sean. Hi there, Paul. I was talking to a few of the buddies at work in that today, right? Yes. And um, what what we were talking about, right, a lot of us have got Michael Bell is not the right man for Rangers. And names what were popping up were... Uh, I've got to say three or four names, right? And it's up to you guys how you take it. Uh, so we've got um, Harry Revenap, number one, and we've got Harry. Rafa Benitez, number two. And then the, the other one we've got is Cam Davison, the former St. Johnston manager, or the Loverston manager. There's four names for you. What do you guys think about that? Okay. What, what one did you pick, Sean? I, I, uh, to be honest, I've always said Harry Redknapp, but uh, or uh, Rafa Benitez. I certainly, and to be honest, I would take Calm Davison because Michael Bill, um, pal, is not the man for Rangers. I would rather have you as Rangers manager. Well, Leanne's busy. At, uh, do, uh, do you mean Craig? <laughs> but Leanne's busy at Motherwell. She's still playing. That's quite offensive, Sean. Exactly. If I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> have you not listened to the chat until this point? Well, I thought I've come across quite convincing. I know, four guys. Yeah. Hey, four people, who's the right man for Rangers? It's certainly no Michael Bell. Everybody in the granny knows Michael Bell's not a Rangers manager. Well. On you go, guys. <laughs> right, I'm going to tell you now, right. Harry Redknapp, I don't think, is coming to Scotland. Rafa Benitez, I don't think he, he yeah. would either. Callum Davidson, I don't think at this stage in his career, coming off the back of a sacking, he would get the job. And I don't think anybody 
is going to give Davey Martindale, as harsh as it sounds, an opportunity to go and coach at a higher level. That's just my honest opinion. Craig, I know we went. And I don't agree sounds, with that with yeah. David Martindale, by the uh-huh. way, because I think he right. does a really good job mm-hmm. at Livingston. Yeah. But I just think based on, again, the job that he does at Livy, I think that is a, a fit that goes well. Yeah. And I don't know if he could go and replicate mm. that at another club. Of course, I'm just about to say, James, uh, Rafa is, of course, at Celta Vigo, where yep. uh, the Celtic player has gone just a few weeks ago. What do you think, Greg? I, I always wince when, when this happens. It's one thing discussing what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Michael Beale is the Rangers and manager. And he's still got the job yeah. co- correct. Yeah. And, and like I says, I mean, everyone's got their own group discussions uh, and, and, and talk about the situation. Um, in terms of the, the names that you've thrown out there, Sean, uh, look... Again, I think it's disrespectful to talk about anybody until um, something were to happen, if if it were to happen. Uh, but I agree with with, with Leanne in regards in regards to, um, to to David Martindale. I mean, he, his next step in terms of uh, a, another job, in my opinion, is, is going to be sort of like that. Gra- you know, so you make gradual steps, gradual steps as a player, gradual steps as a yeah. manager, and all that sort of stuff. He's done a wonderful job. Continues to do a wonder- wonderful job at Livingston, but. Um, is, is is it a genuine uh, conversation, Sean? Are you at the wind up with those names? No, I'm not. Yeah, see, to be honest, I'm not the wind up because, to be honest, the wind up is uh, Michael Beale still the Rangers manager. What? Everybody in the working, everybody would work for Glasgow City Council, GHA, City Building, blah blah blah, Shelstone, any any job in the world, right? Who who actually wants Michael Bailey's Rangers manager? There's nobody who wants him there. And obviously you guys like you but, and that uh, might but, want Michael Bailey because he's a friend or I don't know, but Michael Bailey is not him. a Rangers manager. And he's certainly no good enough. And but, to be honest, I want Michael Bailey out. Well, that's clear, Sean, that you're not mm-hmm. a fan of him, but uh, the chairman is keeping yeah. him on at the moment. He spent, what, £13 million this summer. He needs to play these players now. He, I mean, in a way, he talked about the handbrake coming off. It'll have to come off. He'll have to do it his way, Craig. Otherwise, yeah. he will be. Yeah, I, I, now look, again, look, Michael Beale is currently in the role. Michael Beale knows exactly what's going to keep him in the job and what's going to lose, lose him the job. Now... If he continues to to get the performances and the results that we've seen so far this season, then uh, it 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 becomes a no no brainer. But I mean, again, I don't know Michael personally. Uh, he, he's 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 not a friend of mine, Sean. Just to give you the heads up. But uh, look, at the end of the day, I'm I'm another one that's kind of kind of go with the facts. You know, the season hasn't been positive. There's been nine new players that have come into the football club. Uh, they haven't gelled anywhere near as quick as what the supporters would have liked. Um, two meaningful matches this season so far. I'm saying that the the, the loss to Kilmarnock in the league was meaningful, yeah. but in terms of the the PSV qualification for Champions League, first Old Firm game at home, they're, they're disappointments. They're they're going to be very very hard for Michael Beale to come back from because what I do agree with what you've said said and what you're saying is that. Not many people that you're speaking to that are behind Michael Beale at this moment in time. And that's the worrying thing. Every single supporter that I have spoken to are, are, are of the same opinion. that, that they, they, don't, they don't want to see more. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, and I'm not exaggerating. No, okay. no I'm not exaggerating. And the only ones, to back that up, Craig, that I've spoken to that think he should remain in a job is only because it's as early on in the season as it is. If it feels and looks like this by November... I don't see those fans that are 
going, no, keep him in the job now. He spent that X amount of money in the transfer window. It's only X amount of games in. That will completely change. What could you put up as defence, Leanne? And would part of it be that he was the coach and everyone said what a great coach he is when Rangers stopped Celtic's 10 in a row? But that's the difference. You can be a really good coach. It's different than transferring that and becoming a manager. And I think that's probably what you're seeing. When I listen to Michael Beale and I think about him in a coaching capacity and I see it in every coaching licence that I've been on in my time in football, as long as you say something with enough conviction, players will believe you. The way, in, the way in which you deliver that is really, really important. And I think at times Michael Beale delivers it really convincing. And if you do that on the pitch for long enough and you deliver the same message with the same repetition, you will get success. The issue now is that he's a manager, he's in the hot seat and he's dealing with the pressure. And I don't think that same type of chat will wash the way it does on a coaching field with a group of players. The fans are not believing it. The media don't believe it. The key stakeholders at the club, I don't think, are going to start to believe it. And that's where he's going to come into a lot of bother. Of course, it's much more visible when you're dealing with the media yeah. and with the fans. That's a great point, because he wasn't visible, really, when he was the, the number two, along with Gary McAllister. No, just, just doing the coach. And Steven then, for me uh, as well, look, I'm a big fan of patience. I, mm -hmm. I think I think that uh, patience is key in terms of getting, getting things right. Uh, and that's any manager in any job. Right, so look at Mikel Arteta if they wanted to pull the trigger early doors with with Arsenal that sort of stuff and then look how that's turned around. It's very, very easy in terms of boards and people that are running football clubs. If the results are not good enough, if the majority of the fans are against and a manager has lost a dressing room, that's when decisions are made. Now, I don't believe that that's where this current situation is at. That's just the way that I look at managers. But otherwise, I think patience... And, and given the, the right time to, to 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 go and get the right results. But if he's lost a dressing room, then it, 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 it's, it's finished. See, just on that, Craig, and you being a, a former Rangers player, and I hear it an awful lot over the years, and maybe the game's changed a bit now that there's more coaching in the game, but how much were you coached at Rangers in, in comparison to how much you were managed at Rangers? Uh, no, it's a, it's a top question. And by the way, you know you know where my coaching come from? You know where I got my coaching from, Leanne, to answer your question? From other players. Mm -hmm. From other players. Like, I'm talking about the great, iconic Walter Smith, manager. Yeah. Um, Archie Knox was was brilliant uh, motivator as well. Uh, and then, obviously, Dick Avocat was slightly different. But majority of the time, managers that I – and managers, coaches that I worked with, it was it was other players that, that mm -hmm. kind of I learned from. I, I think now the game is changing in terms of the way that people are – Coaching and, and the information that players are getting. And which ones? Back in, back, in the, an back in the day, but yeah. back in the day, clever footballers were clever footballers. Yeah. You, you understand the formation if it's four at the back or if it's three at the back or four. Formations were easy. You just understood the game because you watched plenty of it, right? You trained hard, you learned off, off good pros. And if you didn't learn and, and didn't show that you were able to make that step, you were out the door. Mm -hmm. didn't, I didn't get coached. And, I, and that would be my point, is that how much of a brilliant coach does Rangers Football Club need for 90% of their fixtures? I totally get when you go to that next level and you even take the Kilmarnock game in isolation. You're not telling me that every single player that Rangers had in a blue jersey that day should not should have been and could have been a better player than the Kilmarnock player based on budget, based on recruitment. So if you're recruiting a better player, a better educated player, worth more money, that's been around the block X amount of times, 
they should be winning football games. You don't need to be overcoached for that type of fixture. I get it at European level, Champions League level, it does probably change because you're not, you are going up against a different quality of player. But I just don't think that Rangers need to be having a brilliant coach. They need somebody to manage, manage the club and manage it properly. What about in your career as a player? And you still are a player, but you're coaching. Were there people who were great on the pitch with you or was it all from the manager? Same again, probably at times at Glasgow City, learn from the players more than I learned from the coach. And that's not been no, disrespectful to Scott Booth, even as a head coach, sure. because he coached and, and there was certain elements of it that were had value. But what Scott did as a manager was control the dressing room, keep everybody feeling good, mm-hmm. had a good team cohesion, um, picked his best 11 most times. But when you were back to the wall in games that you needed results, you were looking at the players on the pitch with you. And that was down to the relationship that you had with them. And there's different levels to that. My time in England was probably a bit different internationally. I could probably give you a few mixed stories on it. Yeah. But I, I do believe that if you want the best out of the players and you've got the best group of players, it's how you manage them and how you make those players feel. And you will ultimately get the best out of them because they should be good players anyway. And and make good decisions. So you see, so you look at the the goal that Rangers concede at the at the weekend. Is a, is a coach going to help that situation? I mean, Connor Goldson will know himself, right? That when when a ball comes in like that, in terms of how you should head the ball, height and distance. Yeah. Now, is that coaching? Is that common sense? Uh, it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's an error that that leads to goals. I feel as if, again, I learned more from players mm-hmm. and getting a clip across the year and being told, that's not good enough, don't do that. And, and that's how I kind of learned. Yeah, problem solving. Jack's on the socials before we go to the break. Thanks, Sean, for that call. Craig, um, the dressing room, but it's his dressing room, isn't it? And they must be bursting. He wants to know, are those players going to deliver for Michael Beale? Is he capable of doing it now? Because there's no suggestion that he's lost the dressing room, no, is there? No, 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 so, no, not, 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 no, no not at all. Yeah. I'm just saying there's three things yeah, that, that well, I, I think. I they're think, great points. So know, can that dressing room, are the players there that can deliver for Michael Beale and ultimately for Rangers and for the fans? It's a, look, yes, I think the players are there, um, but they need to find a, they need to find their swagger. They need to... They need to find a, a confidence and a belief. Most importantly, I think a belief. When you when you play for Glasgow Rangers, which is a highly pressurised uh, football club, you need to be able to deliver. You need yeah. big characters. You need to, to to have thick skin because, as you can see, it's not all it's not all fun. Mm-hmm. It's not all uh, good times. No. They need to find a way. I think this group of players can can certainly get better. The clock's ticking, unfortunately, for Michael. Patience. They had patience with you, didn't they? No, you know, yeah. your second time well, round. I, sla- I got slaughtered for 15 months. Remember? And then when you came uh, back. Yeah, no, again, so, yeah. and that's a good point. It's a good yeah. point. Patience, I mean, yeah. if they if they could get rid of me at the time. I, no, I, I had a supporter, a strong supporter in Walter Smith. Yeah. Now, wow. as, as, as a support uh, to have. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was a person um, that, that gave me that that belief and strength to continue to work hard and, 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 and gave me that support. We didn't focus on the outside noise. I think Michael's got to focus on that. Mm-hmm. We're speaking because it's normal. He's got to he's got to keep the outside noise and, and keep it outside. Okay, quick break. Leanne, is that okay? Yeah, yeah. go for it. She's that. in top form. Great <laughs> questions, Leanne and Craig. Next, the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy for the best customer service. Call 0800 233 Let's go. We're back in the lines. 0808 17 17 700. Thanks for making the switch. And if you're looking for us, we're in DAB. And also, just say to your smart speaker, launch Go Radio. On Go Radio now, it's a Celtic fan 
It's David who's on the line. Good evening, David. Good evening, panel. How, how, how is everybody? Hi, David. Oh, good. Yeah. Thanks. Good. Yep, it's still in the still in the summer gear with the weather. It's been <laughs> fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. It's been crazy, isn't it? It's been crazy. And you got all my shorts back out of the wardrobe. Just what we needed, David. Just yeah. what we needed. Some exactly. September sun. Don't give Craig any <laughs> ideas over the shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got better legs than me. I think that's what I'm <laughs> So, David, what's in your mind? You're a Celtic fan. I'm a Celtic fan, yeah, and, and before I make this point, you know, I'm not on, you know, to take a mickey here, this, this is me having a laugh, this, this is honest, right? Okay. I, I find it absolutely ludicrous at this stage of the season where a couple of games, you know, a handful of games gone that, you know, people are calling for managers' heads. I just, I just want to make a point, and if you think back to when Ange Postecoglou first came in the door and Celtic in his first six games, you know, and how bad a start that was, and everybody was shouting for his head, and look what he turned out to be, you know. So I know Beals had a, you know, maybe a, a season under his belt, but he's not really had a season with his team. And this is a new team he's got on the party. He's seen some fantastic players, I think, to be fair to him. And he should be allowed the time to get these things settled. You know, that game could have went either way the other day. You know, Celtic weren't, weren't at the races either. You know, we 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 got a good goal from from a quality player. You know, but it could have been as, it could easily have been two one down at that point, and then everybody would have been singing, you know, Martin, yep. sorry, Bill's crazies, and everybody would have been shouting yep. about Brendan Rodgers. All right, who wants to take it first, Leanne? Well, I would agree, David, um, to a point, and I mentioned it earlier. I think a, a, a number of Rangers fans are probably of the mindset that that you've um, shown as even a Celtic fan tonight is that it's early on in the season. He's brought in an X amount of players. Let's see what they've got. You know, can we turn that around? Will things look to improve? The comparison with Ange Postecoglou is the fact that it was the first amount of games in the season, and it was a new job for Ange Postecoglou. It was not a new job for Michael Beale, and he's a manager that's been at the club for three previous seasons before that in a coaching capacity. So effectively, yeah. he's been at the club for you know probably over four years now, um, both in two different spells. What I think you could see early on with Ange Postecoglou, um, and right away it was branded Ange Ball, you could mm. see there was a change in the identity, wow. a change in the style. Um, and I think as soon as you see that, even from the media, and you look at the couple of players that he brought in, I think right away Kyogo lit up the league. He was outstanding. His movement was different to what you had seen. You could tell that there was a quality player there. I think when you started to look at the other signings that came in, you looked at them with real intrigue. It was players that were coming from the J-League that were player of the years, um, that were top goal scorers, that were the best young player. So they came with name tags that we were going, wow, how have we never heard of these players before? I think the reality is when you look at Michael Beale and his recruitment, is you're looking at somebody with Sam Lammers that's got a really poor goal scoring record. You look at Danilo that's been at X amount of clubs in a short period in time. You look at Seema, very similar. The list goes on. So I think the fact is that the, I think that the substance, the fact is based on substance, and what you're seeing just now from Rangers, and Michael Beale, it does does not an awful lot of that to continue to yeah. back up the manager. I, mean, I, I see what you're saying, but I would argue that you know the, the money that Beale's had to spend is a lot less than, than the money that Ange Postecoglou had to spend with the community team or even Brendan Rodgers for that matter since he's come in, you know, and you know before the Rangers game, you know. Brendan Rodgers' head was getting shouted for from some quarters in Celtic support because they couldn't see what Celtic were doing and they couldn't see, you know, we, we all had a kind of Ange Ball hangover and I think Brendan got a lot of stick for that because he's had time 
Ian Grave his way of playing back into that three. And I think he's come into a situation now, guys, where it's, it's, it's just as difficult to make a successful team, mm-hmm. a team that's won the treble, mm-hmm. you know, and a team that's had, uh, you know, plaudits for, for the way that they play football and try to engrave your, your style into that. So, you know, I would argue the point that Bill, yeah, okay, he's brought his players in, but really this is the first season when it's really his team, isn't it? Because last season, it was kind of yeah. Van, Van Bronco's team, wasn't it? You know, and sure. you the gap. Yeah, he came in in November. Mm. Craig, what's your thoughts? No, I'll tell you, my, yeah. my, my thoughts are again, and Leanne, you brought a, a good point to the table. Good point. That, Not too many in, t- in terms the of the. Going up. Michael, Michael's obviously <laughs> been, at, Michael's been at the club before. So, again, uh, David, you're a, you're, a, you're a supporter of Celtic. What's important to you is to see entertaining football and to win trophies. So, Michael's time at the football club, both as a coach and now as a, as a manager, that's the currency he needs. Trophies won. Um, and at the moment, that's not where it needs to be. The second big one, the second big one, massive one for him, which is where he's struggling, and also his players are struggling with. Big games won. The important matches. So you look at even, I know what you're saying about last season, it wasn't Michael's team, but Celtic in the semi-final and the final. Um, this season with, with Michael's team that he's put in place and, and, and his squad, Champions League qualifier, Yes, PSV were a very, very good side. Um, so you take that on the chin. But you then you then need to go and win the the first old firm game, especially when it's at home against Celtic. And again, the the team have come up short in that match. So I think that's where the the doubt, the anger, the speculation um, that's where it's all coming from. How do you think your team are going to do now, David? Um, is it a turning point? The victory of the weekend? I don't know yet. I think that's just a you know a little plaster on the wind right now. Um, I think you know like I can't believe I'm I'm, I'm defending Michael Beale by the way that we are, but I just I just feel you know managers need time and and the line should be drawn at the end of the season you know and look back at what's been achieved and what's not because the teams in there now as you guys quite rightly said earlier on his players are there now you know. All right, I want to talk. What about your team? What what about Celtic? Well, I think there's still holes there. We, we, we're missing a lot of big names and big characters from the pitch. You know, granted, you know, the likes of Carter Vickers, yeah. Hitati missing at the side. You know, even players were brought in there. You know, Phillips picked up an injury. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're running a little light yeah. on the top end of our talent right now. But I think the guys, you know, they did well in the first half against Rangers the other day. That gave me real hope, you know, um, because of the way that they, they, they went at Rangers, um, even although some of them, you know, made a couple of silly mistakes, but I thought um, overall, you know, the, the, the guys at the back done a great job there, they, and they seem to be gelling a little better. But there is a, you know, and the people that I know and the supporters that I speak to, there is there is a kind of a worry that, that we've lost a bit of identity, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not seeing that yet. But I think that takes time, and winning, you know, breeds that identity, does it not? Uh, sorry, sorry, Leanne, to cut in there. But so, David, so how long has Ange been at Tottenham Hotspur for? Well, you know how long he's been there for, right? And, and in such in such a, an early period of time, and you watch yeah. you watch Tottenham Hotspur play. Now, are you telling me that they're still playing the way that they used to under previous managers? No, they are not. Overnight, overnight, they're already yeah. playing the way that you were experiencing as a Celtic supporter for the last couple of seasons. So, yes, but it didn't happen overnight at Celtic, did it? No, but the style was very clear. Yeah, but the, the level of player is, is very different as well, isn't it? 
I actually think you're being really harsh to Ange Postacoglu, David, because I think the job that he inherited at Celtic was an absolute shambles. It was. I think on it the was, pitch right. and behind the scenes. And am I not right in saying, that, was it not 12 new signings he yeah. brought in? Uh, 12, 15, yeah, maybe. It, and he right. needed. And, and by I, the way, that was to Phillies. He's starting 11. Yeah. Michael Beale's still playing 75% of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst starting 11 that he gets sacked for. And he's also been backed right. with 13 other million to yeah, invest in the squad. Don't get me wrong. Please don't get me wrong. I'm Hans Postecoglou is an absolute hero yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. You know, an absolute hero. I was just trying to make a point. You know, yeah. no, and I feel I feel right take now, on board, David. Right now, Celtic aren't playing the way that I want them to play. Or I would like to see them play. Or most of our fans would like to see them play. You know, but sometimes you know you've got to win dirty to to, to move forward. And you know, I think in in, in Sunday, you know, we we won ugly, didn't we? You know, mm. um, everybody's making these plaudits about how they played in the back. Yeah, okay, it was it was decent, but Celtic weren't at the races either. And I think they were kind of there for the taking for Rangers on Sunday, you know. And yet they had more chances yeah. to score than Rangers did if you take away the offside at the beginning and then the disallowed goal. David, that's the first yeah. hours come and gone. Listen, thanks very much. You call again. Thanks for calling 0808 08 17, nice 17 700. News is next. Then we're back with Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face to face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023. National Week is underway this time tomorrow night. We'll be ready for Cyprus against Scotland. Later kickoff tomorrow. And that's probably good news for us, given that the temperatures in there are in the 30s at the moment. Leanne Crichton and Craig Moore, 0808 17 17 700. Quite a lot of reaction there to that. Last caller, David the Celtic fan, who was saying it's too early to sack the manager, Michael Beale. And earlier, Sean, he was coming up with names, including Ari Redknapp. Ari. <laughs> that he would be... Who would be a football manager, though, Leanne? Look, I know it's the big no. bucks and all the rest of it. Heady days, but sometimes these nights must be long, long nights. Oh, really long. I mean, you look at Lee Johnson already lost his job at this stage of the season. Um, and I'm sure yeah. the, the list will continue to pile up as the season goes on. Even at this early stage, you look at the, the results that Aberdeen have produced, you look at the form that Hearts are producing just now. Um, it's not going to be fun, I don't think. Um, but I suppose the highs do always outweigh the lows, and I think that's what every manager that's in the job will, will tell you, and that's what you continue to chase. But it takes a, a, a certain type of person to continue to persevere and put up with it. Do you think you'll be a manager one day? I know you're coaching and playing, and playing well at the moment with uh, Motherwell. Would you like to be a manager? I know I've asked you before. Yeah, I, I don't particularly mind, Paul, whether I'm manager, assistant manager, um coach what I want to what what I want to do is operate at the highest level of the game that I possibly can so whatever that capacity looks like I'm not ego driven in the sense that I need to be the person that's there and making decisions love my role just now at Motherwell really enjoy the element of assistant manager I think yeah. you've got a different relationship you can probably speak in a different manner you can engage with the players slightly differently and you don't need to face the media and, and do the certain things that, that the head coach needs to do um, but if that changed at some point then I would be open-minded to it but as I say it's not about ego um, and it does take a certain type of person and there's no definition that you've been in the game this long that you would necessarily enjoy being that person Will Serena Vigman who's done so well with England will she be the first woman to manage 
the men's team in a high-profile job for more than just a few weeks has happened in that other club down south. Yeah. Will she be, do you possibly, think? Possibly, yeah. possibly. I think you'll have the same speculation around Serena as you had with Emma Hayes mm. as well mm. in the job that she did yeah. at Chelsea and she became linked with, with certain jobs, albeit not high-profile jobs. And I think that was what Emma Hayes' pushback was, is why would you trade Champions League players to go and work at mm -hmm. the lower leagues in English football so I think Serena Wiegmann showed that the quality that she's got certainly looks like a, a kind of serial winner in terms of what she's produced obviously they fell short in the World Cup which is fair enough I think in those one-off games um, I think you can look at various different reasons why that might not have happened but it would be great to see I think it would be brilliant for a female I think it's just the best person for the job Paul yeah, exactly. and that's the way football yeah. to me is football I don't look yeah. at it and I don't think I could never work in that job or I could never work at that club club because I'm a woman for me I think if you're good enough you should be invited along to interview um, and have the, the best opportunity to do that you've said that before you know months ago in the pro and I totally agree with you it's like football clubs don't look at the colour obviously if you're a fan of your club I get it but in the media try and analyse it mm -hmm. with an honesty and, and integrity and you do that yeah. Craig, yeah. are you going to tell us who the hips manager is going to be? I've got a couple of things I want to ask both of you just now. Is it going to be the man with Australian connections? Nick I believe Montgomery? so. Yeah. I, I believe so, yeah. Can, Nick, tell us a little bit about him. Okay. Uh, Nick Montgomery was, um, he had the academy role at Central Coast Mariners uh, for um, a little bit. He So he developed a lot of young players. He was then giving, uh, given the opportunity to be the head coach of Central Coast Mariners. Mm -hmm. So a lot of those younger players managed to come through uh, under his his time as the head coach. Um, and they managed to win the grand final, which the trophy looks like the, the toilet seat in Australia. <laughs> in Australia. That's yeah. what they celebrate, the yeah. toilet seat. Yeah. That's what they call it in Australia, which is a major honour. And, and um, you know, he, he, won that, he won that award. Flushed with success, wasn't he? he? Flushed, yeah. good, good, Paul. Yeah. Like boom, that. boom. Oh, uh, so can he, can, he de can he develop players? Yeah, he, he's shown that he can do that at, at Central Coast Mariners. Uh, he, he won the, the, the title or the grand final. Um, and he also comes with, with, with good experience because he's an ex-pro. He played at Sheffield United for a long time. Yeah. Um, I believe he had a, a under-21 maybe cap or something with Scotland. Right. Yeah. So, look, it's I'm hearing it's a done deal. Um, so, it would be – look, Hibs is a big job. I've, I've mm -hmm. got to say I, I think it's a, it's a really tough job. It's a big job. Um, so, Nick Montgomery, um, yeah, no, it's a, again, I think it's on the back of – the success of, again, Ange. Ange, in terms of his time here, all of a sudden now, okay. people are talking about Australian coaches or coaches that have coached in Australia and, and, and a door has opened. Lots of questions coming in. Uh, Leanne, here is uh, Joe in Hillhead saying, could Steve Clark ever be tempted to be the Rangers manager? Great success at Kilmarnock. Amazing at, at Scotland. Could you see him going back into club football at Rangers? Would I be right in saying he spoke about the old firm a number of years ago and spoke about how toxic yeah. um, the game can be mm -hmm. and how glad he was that his family were down south and they were away from that so yeah. just now probably no. with the success that he, he looks to be having with Scotland I'm going to say no yeah it's a good answer I'll tell you what he'll go back into club football though yeah do you think he will I, I, I think every yeah. national team boss eventually wants to go back into club football because what they miss is the day to day mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think it'll be up here okay um, Leanne what about Champions League? Liam Hamilton is on and he's asking you, what do you think? We did mention at the start of the programme. So Glasgow City, how are they going to do in the Champions League and what about Celtic as well? 
I think it's good they've got off to a good start mm. both sides two wins yesterday Glasgow City um, 2-0 and Celtic winning 1-0 so no I hope both sides um, I wish them every bit of success I hope they, they manage to progress I think the Champions League certainly the format the Women's Champions League gets tougher now mm. every year um, to qualify and get through to that elite level but I would love to see both clubs there I think for, for the greater good of the Scottish game we need that it's the best place it's ever been the investment's there the coverage is there now um, even bigger than sorry because you were in it just what two three years ago you came on with us remember yeah, you were yeah. in Germany no I think yeah. even the Champions League I don't know what I'd be looking at in terms of prize money but I'm going to assume that the Women's Champions League now is is elevating the same way the Women's World Cup has elevated and that prize money will have increased um, the breakdown and money that clubs will get for qualifying for the elite rounds will certainly increase so for the players I think for the the coverage and the visualisation for them it's grown all the time so no I hope it continues and I'll be keeping an eye on the, the Glasgow City game I think it's Saturday again that they play and for Celtic I think that was their first win yeah. as well which is huge and Bronby a side that Glasgow City played a number of years ago a good side yeah, no, I've not been following all of the results, but Leanne's come in and updated plenty, yep. plenty there. <laughs> women's World Cup, though, I was watching plenty, plenty of the Women's World World Cup. Um, Australia got to a, to a, de- decent, a decent yeah. stage of that, Leanne. Good. I mean, obviously, yeah. that's something yeah. that Scotland will be will be striving for as well in terms well, of the, you know that ongoing success, that that strategy, that plan. That was a sore one to miss out on when you look at the the size of the tournament sure. and how much it again captured the imagination, the amount of huge. people that were tuned in, it and the likes of Australia doing really well, Republic Island making their debut at the tournament, along with a number of other sides who I thought gave a really good account of themselves. And why did we go backwards? I know I've asked you about it before because we had success, well, you know, four years before. Well, Paul, you look but, at it, 2017 yeah. at the Euros, mm-hmm. we beat Spain 1-0 yeah. wow. in the group stages. Yeah. And I know it's a number of years later, yeah. but when you look at the Spain squad and the number of players that have come through, yeah. a lot of those same faces were the same faces that were there in 2017. So it's frustrating, um, but hopefully now the national team are in a, a position now that they look as if they could go in and kick on. They've got that stability. Um, I mentioned identity under our Pedro's starting to change and the players seem to have bought into that. So the Nations League starts in this month is it October um, so that would be exciting as well that new format the Nations League for, for the women's game I think would be mm. exciting as well as we see with the men's and it gives you that extra nah, yeah, chance sure. and qualification as well Craig and it feeds off the strength of, of, of those kind of games that they're getting on a, on a week to week basis you know so again I just look at the, the Australian squad for example and you look at majority of those girls they got their education in Australia but they're mm they've gone over overseas and they're starting to play in the bigger leagues and tested on a week-to-week basis. And and that's football. That doesn't matter whether it's boy or girl. That's football. You test yourself at the highest level, yep. week in, week out, and you've got every chance of playing on the, the, the top stage. We're going to take more calls shortly. 0808 17 17 700. Craig, what's the latest then on mm-hmm. Borna Barisic? Still being targeted by Dinamo Zagreb. Mm-hmm. The transfer window is still open there. 30-year-old Croatian... Do you think he will be going? He's in the last year of his contract. Yeah, he is. But I, again, I think at this stage of the well, you can't you can't replace him. Yeah. Uh, and if that was the you know the situation, why wouldn't it have been done at the start of the transfer window? Uh, so look, I don't think it would happen. And if it did, then I don't think it would be good business. Yeah, the transfer window here, as we know, is closed. Um, and it's the style that he's playing, isn't it? He needs Barisic and that width. He does, um, and I don't think from what you've seen from Yomaz since he's come in, I know he's, he's been out an, an awful long time, injuries on and off, 
I don't think he's shown enough that he could come in on a consistent level and produce even the attacking prowess that Barisic gives you because I mentioned earlier on in the show I don't think he's our best defender um, and he's still got vulnerabilities there Sterling who's a right footer played left back at the weekend don't think he's the answer either so I think as Craig mentioned it would be a really bad bit of business if, if Rangers moved them on at this point in the window what about for Scotland to see Robbie McCrory has been called up Liam Kelly who didn't have much to do at the weekend um, but he's got an injury yeah which is a shame and hopefully yeah. from a Motherwell point of view it's not a, a long term one or one that's going to even have a miss any type of games because the form that Motherwell have been in the way they've started the season mm. the way they've continued on actually from the time that Stuart, Stuart Kettlewell has been in it's been frightening um, and Liam Kelly's a, a huge part of that you've seen his numbers the stats we had Stephen Excellent. on last night we'd hear the other night big uh, Motherwell fans saying listen they're only what two points behind Celtic if you take yeah. if, you know if you took it back to February when Stuart Kettlewell uh, took over Which is, and that's when you speak about identity Paul yeah. and I think mm-hmm. what you can see at Motherwell and the identity that Stuart Kettlewell's got the system that he's playing the reason why he's playing that system is there for all to see and it's really enjoyable at times it might not be the best football although there's other moments like the goal at the weekend yeah. against Hearts that's top so. drawer absolutely brilliant football intricate play breaking lines forward runs forward passes good energy from the middle of the pitch young players in the team as well and mm. uh, Lennon Miller who's just turned 17 so so many positives so when you look at that as a Motherwell fan they're absolutely loving it and also you know when you sometimes you see the little clips in terms of whether it be a goal or a tackle mm. and there was one moment there and Dan Casey was wasn't it uh, was celebrated it, a tackle yeah, and it's a bit like, a bit like uh, yeah. Cellini the Italian one yeah. when, he, when he makes right. a tackle yeah, it's sure. like scoring a goal and when yeah. you see that Stuart Stuart's done a wonderful job there. The way he's got this group playing, uh, believing, uh, fighting for one another. Uh, and as you said, Leon, it doesn't need to be pretty all the time. It's about it's about getting the right result. And the, the goal was a fantastic goal. Mm-hmm. Fantastic play. But I think he's what, what Stuart's done really, really well is is the basics. Mm-hmm. The, the absolute basics, you know, make ourselves hard to beat. This is how we're going to defend. These are the areas we're going to try and play. These are the areas where we're not going to play and this is where the ball's going to go. It's very, very simple. Yeah. Um, but the players are carried out to, to And to how many effect. other teams, sorry, Paul, yeah. would lose their top striker, yeah, Kevin Van yeah. Veen, the amount of goals and be able to cope with that right away? Even if that happened at the old firm, if Celtic had lost Kyogo last season and were struggling with this type of form just now, yeah. folk would be going, I know, but how do you replace yeah. a striker that gives you 30-plus goals a season? Yeah. That was Kevin Van Veen for Motherwell and so far they're coping. Celtic fans want to know they need another striker. Oh, I know Jurgen Klinsmann has been praising him. He's one for the future. Craig, you feel for the Champions League? Kyogo, the number one striker, but you need more um, than just one out-and-out striker going into Champions League. Yep, because Kyogo's excellent, has been excellent and shown domestically very, very good. I think you look at the campaign in terms of Champions League last season, um, where he he would normally be com- composed, but the Champions League he kind of fluffed his lines a little bit. He snatched at things. Um, having a second striker, a quality striker that can come in and score at that level, I said at the start of the season I, I felt as if that would be an area where Celtic would look to to add uh, because out with Kyogo, who, who you know owes still a bit of a project, still developing, still going to take a little bit of time. Completely different type of player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, in terms of the experiences of last year and being better this year, a goal scorer, another goal scorer, I think was very important to that. G. Kamakis got important goals for Celtic. Big goals, yeah. yeah. And developed, I think, as well in his time at Celtic. Come on, I think he was a different player. 
even from the player that came in and arrived, I thought fitness levels and just physique, everything had changed and he had developed and evolved. Um, <laughs> albeit he didn't really credit the, the Scottish League right enough when he left and no. had these comments to be yeah. made. But no, he certainly did a job and, and scored the goals, as you mentioned, Paul. And I don't think Celtic have got that. What I would need to say is I'm astounded that no one has come in and looked at Kyogo in the time that he's been at Celtic. How there has not been a concrete bid for him based on his performances, his goals and just his all-round play for me mm-hmm. is astonishing. Well, Celtic fans will be delighted. This is what the manager said about his goal at the weekend. Yeah, it was a brilliant finish. I think, firstly, it's something that we spoke about with the players that even though when you're a technical team and you, you have to be able to do the dirty stuff and it comes from a long ball, Matt O'Reilly wins the, the header, puts him through and then it's an unbelievable finish against uh, Jack Butlin, who's a really good goalkeeper. So um, but he had a few moments. Then he was in 1v1 in the first half as well. Uh, looked like he was going to score. He had a moment in the second half. So even when he's not involved, he's such a threat to the goal. And uh, you know, like I say, second half, we, 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 we broke away into the spaces really well, attacked the spaces, but just uh, just like that finishing touch. And Jack Buckman made a great save off of um, Abada. So, uh, so, yeah. Strikers, that's why they get the big bucks. Can you say hello to Ollie, Aidan and Dylan? They're listening in the car on the way to Livingston FC for training. Uh, they're loving Leanne and Craig. So Ollie, Aidan and Dylan, enjoy training. Yeah, they're on Glad the way. Glad you're listening. Give us everything. It's great. Fantastic. Yeah. What about Kyogo then? What can you say that hasn't been said before? Because when Ash Postacoglu came in here two years ago when we didn't mm. know much about him, you said, yeah. look, I think watch Celtic and they will turn them round. I think you thought they would be second, close to Rangers. But of course... There was a 24 point, 25 point gap the year before. So mm-hmm. people were like, really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we know he had a tough start. And is there something in there for Michael Beale? But first of all, I'm throwing both at you. Yeah, yeah. Kyogo. Kyogo, yeah. well, I mean, look, Kyogo, again, Ange knew the, the region extremely well. It was a player that he'd come up against. And so he kind of identified somebody that um, could carry out a, a game plan that Ange likes to play. And it's very attacking. It's uh, You need to be able to work hard uh, and you see how many times we talk about the the technique and the goals that Kyogo has scored but how hard does he work how many times do you see him running back and forcing errors and robbing central defenders of the ball and then going and counter-attacking um, that's the part that I, I don't think a lot of people see they see the goals um, he's been excellent he has been he's, but it's his energy it's his enthusiasm uh, he plays the game in the right way and he knows how to put the ball in the back of the net which is which is never a bad thing but also it's the quality as well, Craig, in the sense that, what was it, nine touches he had yeah, on was, Sunday? Yeah. In the whole game? The old firm game last yeah, yeah. year when he scored the equaliser, yeah. the 2-2 game, six touches. Mm-hmm. The cup final so against Inverness, it yeah. was first touch. So there's moments, there's times in the game yeah. where he, he's, he's out it, he, he doesn't yeah. look involved. And that's where you see and understand the level of quality. Because yeah. a lot of other strikers would need four and five chances mm-hmm. and we need to be in those areas to then score the sixth. Kyogo, one chance, one ball, execution he's top drawer and I think that also comes back I think we touched on earlier on I touched on in terms of mentality yeah it's a, it's about mentality you know because how many times you're right you're absolutely spot on you see strikers not involved in a game are you going to take him off no you're not because you know that that one moment the execution the quality which is mental strength it's concentration it's focus he has all of that I want to see him doing the Champions League you know what the next yeah. question is though as a Rangers legend and Ronnie's on asking, mm. why did Michael Beale and Rangers not go into the Asian market mm-hmm. or in new markets? Given the way the prices are going here yeah, in yeah. England and now in Saudi, very simple what, answer. Why have Rangers not gone into that market? Very simple answer. 
Yeah. Michael Beale has gone to people and markets that he knows. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know Asia. You know what I found astonishing as well, sorry, the Aberdeen game last week, Sadiq played for Hacking. Mm-hmm. Three million. Mm-hmm. What a player. How? <laughs> what a player. How, how is he only three million? Yeah. And why has nobody looked at him? Yeah. Yeah. So you're right, Paul. Why is it? Why is there not more exploration in different types of markets and how you utilise that money? Because Ange Postecoglou might not have spent the same amount of money when he first came in at Celtic, but that was because he spent wisely. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's because the players that he brought were good enough and <laughs> were one point five millions, two yeah. millions. Three million. It was big money in uh, their markets. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. And the player so no, that, you is a, there, that is a big question. He could have moved last year, last week, if it was in England for thirty million, and we'd hardly know them. Well. It's gone. Crazy, crazy, hasn't crazy it? money. Yeah, and then you put the Saudis in there as well, and yeah. the game's just going to go even more nuts. Yeah, it it, it is crazy, but it's, it's it's been astute. It's it's actually it's understanding the markets that are changing all the time throughout the world. And you're right, the, you know, Scandinavia. The, okay, Denmark is normally a little bit dearer. Norway is a little bit. Once you mm-hmm. understand the markets, you can get some really really yeah. good business done. Matt O'Reilly, are they tying up? Um, Celtic tying him up Leanne that was the news we mentioned it last night looks like a new, a new contract he's already under contract to t- 2026 but obviously a bigger deal for him he likes the Brendan Rodgers way he's been almost a poster boy for it at the beginning and um, he, he played well at the weekend didn't he? Yeah he's a big player a player that I really really like I really admire him and the way that he moves everything about him a couple of big chances the weekend before right enough in terms of goals and I don't know if that also comes down to the fact that Brendan Rodgers has put a bit more pressure on him this season in terms of his numbers and what he's looking for from him but he'll be a player because of his age because of his athleticism when you look at the stats that he produces as well in terms of his numbers and running distances and whatnot clubs will naturally look at him and they'll gravitate towards looking at the Scottish market especially down south so like Kyogo, if you can get him tied up in a, a four-year deal, it's a brilliant bit of business because you're never going to lose. And, and that's where, you know, Rangers have done things the opposite way in recent years when you lose guys like Morelis and Kent for absolutely nothing. You're adding, you're adding five to ten million, if not more, or yeah. just by extending the contract and, and everything uh, you said, Leanne. But I tell you what, he's also some size. He's got good he's size. He's everything, yeah. He's got good size. Um, so, yeah, look, he's, he's a top player. Um, and Celtic are going to make, and I've always said, they're going to make a lot of money off of, uh, you know, this player, I think, when they do let him go. Billy's on. He's asking on the socials, how can Rangers bring Danilo from Feyenoord, mm-hmm. who are in the Champions League? Mm-hmm. You know, he was scoring last season. How can he not be playing? I know there's been three appearances, yeah. but why is he not starting? When is he going to start? It's a good question because, I mean, I don't know whether... There's been any niggles or issues or or, or or he's not showed up in training or he struggled to understand things. But if none of that has happened and, and he's trained as normal and you're spending that amount of money, you've identified, identified this player to to make a difference yeah. because you don't spend five or six million for not making a difference. Um, so I can understand why people are going. And I, look, he's played kind of just off, hasn't he? He hasn't played the, the, the main striker through the middle and I... I've, from what I've seen, I feel as if he's better in central areas, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he's been—he's he, been maybe out to the left or out there, and he's had a couple of misses, which has probably knocked his confidence. But when you spend that amount of money, if they're fit and they're healthy, Paul, they should be starting. No, I would agree, and that's why I think the two strikers though would yeah. make sense to play them closer together. 
to have more probability in terms of chances created, that you've always got one player that can go and stretch and occupy a back line like we touched on with the old firm game and the fact that Craig and I both felt that Scales um, and Lagerbielka weren't tested. If you've got the two strikers, one can always do that, one can drop into the pocket, one can spin the channel. It just gives you a bit more variation to your play. Quick break, we're going to talk Scotland next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Personal face-to-face advice on renewable energy products. Let's go! Some news coming in that the Celtic chairman Peter Lowell has been appointed to, in a major position in European football, he's been appointed vice-chair of the European Club Association. So good to see Scottish representation at the top of the tree there in UEFA. He's been a board member for some time. Um, he's involved also in the joint venture between the ECA and UEFA for the next four-year cycle. Celtic, of course, in the Champions League in a few weeks' time. It's quite a draw that came out the other day, isn't it? And first up, it'll be Feyenoord. We were talking Feyenoord a few moments ago. Takes you back before your time, Leanne, but of course Celtic <laughs> met them in the European final, now the Champions League final, 1970. So uh, two huge clubs and that'll be some games coming up. Rangers will be off to Seville. Back to Seville for you, Craig. Back to Seville. Real Betis this time, whom Celtic yeah. played uh, just a few years That's ago. That's right, yeah. It was only went a, a couple yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, yeah again, uh, went a couple up and then should have been job done, didn't it? But attacking brand of football, entertaining. Would it finish 4-3, maybe? But anyway, yeah. yeah, great game it was. I see Atletico Madrid superstar Antoine Griezmann has been speaking about it. He's been praising Celtic, doing the same with Feyenoord and Lazio. Mm-hmm taking nothing for granted saying this group is wide open it's not an easy group he said I don't buy into this that it's all we're one of the hot favourites this is uh, Antoine Griezmann he's um, right though yeah yeah. I, I think he is right I think yeah. I think this is a really good group for, for Celtic um, Champions League it's, it's, it's going to be tough no matter who you come up against but you look at it and you think you know what uh, certainly um, here home games and all that sort of stuff with the of atmosphere course, yeah. and there's every chance of getting results and you go and Nick something or, or or get a result on the road, then you put you put yourself in a really good position to potentially qualify. Which they did against Lazio just a few years ago, didn't they? I think it's yeah. possible. Yeah. I actually think okay. it's a really good group for Celtic. Think so? Yep. What do you think, Leanne? I think it'll be tough. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be tough. Um, probably maybe more based on what I've seen this season yeah. from Celtic that I don't know if, if they're firing in all cylinders. If it had been coming off the back of the performances last season, the type of football perhaps tweaking the system but I don't know I, I just feel the the performances under Brendan Rodgers have been a bit laboured a bit slow um, they don't have the same strength and depth and I, I feel it's one of them if you don't go off to a good start in the group you, you always then begin to chase your tail a bit if they could finish third I think it would be a, a good achievement because when you look at the quality in the Champions League and the Gulf which I think both Rangers and well Rangers clearly showed that they were miles off sure. in terms of that PSV performance but Celtic have not really kind of kicked on either in recent years they get Hatati back fit get him firing Lewis Palma see what he can do because of course nobody expected to well to get the 25 million but to lose Jota no exactly I mean Palma interested to see how he fits in as well um, Hatati wasn't he starting before he picked up his injury which is interesting does he force his way into the team now does it change for Brendan Rodgers because he didn't look like he fitted the system he didn't look like he was in favour for me, he's, he's uh, next to Callum McGregor, he's our next best midfielder. So uh, for me, it's a, it was astonishing that he didn't start the games. Um, but no doubt he brings in that. Agree with you on yeah, that. no, they I think would, so. But yeah. then maybe now, performance-wise and looking at things, Rogers would would look to change it if he could. 
it was a summer when you know you mentioned Kyogo and nobody came in. Um, some people expected them to go. Maybe a Hatati mm -hmm. to go. You know, with Ange going to Tottenham, did he think that was a possibility? Windows shut now. Get on with it, and that might be his opportunity. And I think um, David Turnbull started well, but you can see there's a real difference in the style of play between Turnbull and Hatati. Yeah, and I think that will change again at, at Champions League level. Yeah. I think David Turnbull's a fantastic footballer. Um, for me, I, I'm mentioning the likes of O'Reilly. McGregor, Hitati, he doesn't fit the Celtic midfield for me ahead of those guys. I think when it comes to Champions League, you need more tempo, more energy, more quality out of possession. And I don't think that's David Turnbull's game. And I think that's even shown in Premier League performances, Premiership performances this season. Ross County, first game of the season, I don't think Celtic were as good out of possession as they were last season. And I think Hitati, the work rate that he shows, similar to Kyogo, mm. the distance that he covers, the, the speed that he's got over short distances, he breaks up play really well and he regains possession really well. I think you need that getting into the bigger games in, in Champions League. But David Turnbull, as I say, fantastic footballer and you have him at your disposal as well is, is nothing to be frowned upon. And I, and I think now as well, I mean, Celtic, uh, with the automatic qualification for Champions League, it, it, it's... it's it's enabled Brennan to kind of, I guess, keep a steady kind of line. In, in, in particular, Turnbull, um, clearly he'd, he's worked with him before uh, and felt that that was a, or, you know, knew of him and that was the type of player that he wanted in there, which was a surprise because completely different players, mm -hmm. Turnbull and Hatati. Uh, but you're right, in terms of the European football, again, I think you're going to see a different brand in terms of the, the teams that you're coming up against. Atletico Madrid, for, for me, are the standout team in that group because I think they are a team of superstars and they know how to win ugly. Um, Simeone does a great job there, has done for many, many years. Sure. But I there's going to be some years great... or something, isn't oh, it? It's, yeah. um, it's unbelievable the job that, it, that mean, he's done at there. At that level. Uh, and you, know, you talk about brands, you talk about DNA, you talk about style. What's Atletico Madrid style? It's, 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 it's not entertaining. It's They wrestle. Mm -hmm. They wrestle teams to death. Um, and and are so good. But they're at one it. of the best at it. As long as you've got that identity yeah. and the, the fans know yeah. it and understand it, and the players that you recruit buy into that, then it's a success. Do you think there'll be a handshake between the two managers? Because he's not a great one. You know, Brendan will be out there maybe the, to offer the handshake, but he might not because he often he just goes up the tunnel, doesn't yeah. he? Sometimes no, he doesn't fancy it'll, the result. It'll yeah. be interesting. Simeone's a character, though, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Brilliant, brilliant for the game. Susie's on asking, Leanne. She hasn't heard from you for a few months on mm -hmm. this station. You've only been on the national broadcaster. <laughs> it's great to have you here on the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. You don't get that in sports scene. Um, what do you think of Brendan Rodgers and his return to Celtic? I think it was the best appointment um, based on the circumstances. I thought it was a brilliant appointment for Celtic. Um, I wasn't sure about the appointment from Brendan Rodgers' perspective and probably when I was asked about it at the time, I didn't think he would have, have took the job. I really didn't. I, I, I didn't think he was the type of guy to go back to something that he'd already delivered success with before. And other than the European football, that's really the only thing that he can go on better and improve on because when you've delivered the type of domestic success that he had, so it's an interesting one, but I thought is it from a business perspective and an appointment from the club, it was the biggest name um, and the biggest statement that they could have made based on the circumstances Ange Postacoglu leaving so not really good for the club and I'll be, I'm interested to see how it plays out because one of the callers earlier mentioned that I can't remember who it was but had Rangers won on Sunday the pressure would have been on Brendan Rodgers and things would have looked completely different because that's how fickle Scottish football yeah, is sure. um, but no doubt he's a top manager and that's a funny thing you say because you look at so Celtic haven't had a fantastic start to the season either in terms of the 
the type of football that they've been playing. There's been yeah. a lot of questions asked. And then they got knocked out of the League Cup, right? So that's a that's a disappointing one. And then all of a sudden it was like Rangers were a great team, right? Just because yeah. of, of of Celtic getting out knocked out of the League Cup. Um, which which again was a little bit of a false position. Yeah, for, Rangers for, did scrape through against Morton, lost, and yes. that often happens. But remember mm-hmm. the Morton game on the Saturday, and then yeah. and like then like I said, you get to that big game, that first big game, old firm game of the season, um, and I just think that for, for Celtic, there's a lot of football to be played. The title's not done. There's there's plenty of twists and turns. Uh, I'm confident of that, but I just think for that that mental edge, that psychological advantage. Um, Celtic have got the upper hand at this moment in time because they've gone away from home, nowhere near full strength. And Brendan Rodgers, has, he's been up the tunnel quickly, but absolutely mm-hmm. delighted with the result. Yeah. Three points, thanks very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a huge one for him. And he has to have come back. They must have sold him a dream about the Champions League and the ambitions. And I think Celtic fans have been surprised that they haven't spent that much money, money over the summer. But you would think there must be a plan there because it's only a couple of months ago that mm-hmm. he decided to come back from the year off to come back to Celtic. There must be a reason. Well, that's what it seemed. It seemed that there yeah. was going to be that big signing, um, whether it was a big signing in terms of name or finances, mm-hmm. we've not really seen either. Um, so that's why I think it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see now how the European football plays out. Craig thinks they've got a good chance in that group. I probably think it'll be a bit trickier than that. I think the, the type of football that Brendan Rodgers plays might suit it a bit better in terms of being a bit slower a mm. bit more compact it, it probably won't open up as much as Ange Postecoglou Celtic side yeah, did sure. um, so defensively they, they might be a bit less vulnerable let's just say against the top sides but the jury will be out I think and for a lot of Celtic fans that's what they will be looking to judge Brendan Rodgers on will be that European form What about this what, what about the uh, James Vardy type uh, at Celtic yeah. uh, you, you look at when, yep. when Leicester won the, the league oh, wow. Yep. Was it Vardy and Okazaki mm-hmm. that were playing mm-hmm. up top yeah. at times? Uh, again, like I said, you're right. I don't think, and I think Brendan's come out himself and said that the crazy money's not going to be spent. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it might not be a, a big name that has, has done it at the very, very highest level. Are you suggesting Vardy himself? Or is I, it I don't just know. Too is, late is, is Vardy? It's no, a year too late well, now for yeah. that. Yeah, nah, but you know what I'm saying. Like that him. type. Yeah, I think people thought it would be from England mm. that he would come out uh, with a few players. Listen, who knows? What we do know today is that Celtic are one of only three UK clubs to have made a net profit on transfers since 2014. 33 million in total. 15 million of it, of those uh, 10 seasons coming uh, in the last year. So complicated there on the radio but basically they've made net 33 million over the last uh, 10 seasons mm-hmm. 15 million of it coming in the last year so maybe Jota had a little bit of play in that uh, indeed <laughs> yeah is that the Jota money James will tell me there that's got to be one of the most bizarre football decisions and yeah. stories sure. of the modern day I know. 25 million yeah. off he pops he's there a number of weeks mm-hmm. You're no use. Wait, we're going for another marquee. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to farm you out. You're out. You're out. And by the way, it won't be the only one. No, there'll well, be more. So we don't even know where he's going yet, do no. we? He scored the other day. He came on, didn't he, for mm. Benzema? Yeah. Um, who crazy. apparently really likes him, but isn't it? it it's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> crazy. Um, but I'd be hanging about with Benzema quite a lot. Yeah. If he, <laughs> <laughs> really liked me. Yeah. Just to try and stay in the team. Um, no, it's madness. Football is just that type of money being spent. And, then the players are just disposed of. For sure. It is crazy money though. What would you do? What would Scottish football do with 25 million? If you take the old firm out of that, Paul, and and put that across the other clubs? 
that's a great game changing. Point. I mean, game changing. what would the well, the Aberdeen budget they do spend a bit in hips and hearts, mm. but for the likes of St Mirren, mm -hmm. Motherwell, mm. and then Livingston, what would it, the difference if they had uh, a million life changing sums ah, of money for these yes, clubs? Absolutely, life changing for sure. And yeah. I think that's when David David's come out recently about uh, Nubly. Uh, yeah, obviously indeed. trying to boost. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at the players that, that the Scott, the, you know, outside of Rangers and Celtic, mm -hmm. your, your Doigs, your Aaron yeah. Hickey's, yeah. Uh, Shanklin now, who like, whereas yeah. back back in the day, those players were ending up at Celtic and Rangers, and, and mm -hmm. it kind of then keeps the money within our game, yep. if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, and it allows people to then go and strengthen and do their bits and pieces. It doesn't really happen that no. that much now. Even when you look at a player, I know we're going to come on to the, the Scotland stuff as well, we Paul, but Lewis Ferguson. Sorry, I missed it. That's exactly who I was thinking. The fact that Rangers, and, and I know that's an obvious choice because of the family connection and whatnot, but the performance that he produced in Scotland, even when he was at Hamilton, got him his move to Aberdeen. Mm -hmm. You look at his performances at Aberdeen, he was brilliant, week in, week out, yeah. so consistent, a really honest player, versatile can do both sides of the game whether it's attacking defending for me it was a no-brainer to go to Rangers and when you look at the Rangers side now they're crying out for a Lewis Ferguson yeah. he's gone from the Scottish game forever yeah yeah <laughs> Lewis Ferguson like a Kieran Tierney not coming back will never be back in the Scottish game will he not be back no no unless it's yeah. twilight years when he, sure. he's out of contract somewhere and he comes back but there's no way Scottish clubs um, are affording or paying the money but a year and a half ago 18 months ago Barry said it he didn't want to say it too often because yeah, it's his yeah, nephew course, yeah. it's not rocket science and Craig touched on this last week I said which, why are the clubs always going to Europe so early Scottish clubs and I think you were saying well, some of the some of the coaching is not is it fair as good as you think it, it could be I just think that in be. terms of you, so when you when you start playing European football um, you know tactically the way that games are managed mm -hmm. is, is, is really important uh, you know, and they, these are experiences that I kind of learnt under, again, I keep going back to an iconic um, master, Walter Smith. Yeah. And my earlier football, European football, not embarrassed to say, I think tactically we were out of our depth mm -hmm. at times, but domestically Walter was brilliant. But again, he was able to evolve and improve and, 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 and then go on and have other successes. But European football, tactically you need to be, you need to be aware and therefore be set up in the right manner, Paul, otherwise you get punished badly. And in recruitment, why did they not, for example, go for Lewis Ferguson? Well, this is, uh, this is again, Leanne, I think anybody understands about this being a no-brainer. So I remember speaking to a few different people at the time. Lewis Ferguson, 22 years of age at the time, played over 170 games, um, first-team football, senior football, and was a um, senior national team player. And you're thinking, hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's he done? Am I missing something? Why Why are Rangers not having a, a a serious crack at this? Madness. And you're right. He will never he will never feature in Scottish football you again, know what I somebody believe. somebody told me? Not yeah. good enough. Re at, what, at one of the clubs? One of the big not clubs? Not good enough. At Rangers? You're kidding. Wow. Lewis Ferguson. Honestly. <laughs> 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 I'm joking, yeah. I'm joking. And, and, it, and that's, yeah. a, that's a conversation that I argued black and white because genuinely for me looking at Scottish talent coming through like the players we've mentioned that have gone on to bigger and better things or players that have remained within Scotland like a Callum McGregor for example um, outstanding individual 
it's there for all to see. I don't think it's that difficult and I don't think there's a bias with me being Scottish either. No. I think it's just that we're at times overly critical that we don't produce enough talent but actually for me, uh, the talent's there. How's that happening? I know. On that bombshell. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! This time tomorrow night, Chris, on the traffic and travel, we'll have one of his Scotland tops on, Leanne. Maybe you might, uh, can he borrow one from you? Have you kept many of the tops? I've got yeah. a few. I've yeah. got a few. I've given a lot away, though. Have you? As yeah. the years go on, you start to go, uh-huh. ah, I wish yeah. I had a few more. Not that I, would, I don't know what I would do with them right yeah. enough, but uh, no, they're nice to have. How's your nan doing? She tuned in tonight? She's tuned yeah. in tonight. Um, phoned her earlier on the way here just to get a wee debrief before it, and I always phone her on the way home just so that we can... Yeah. Get her thoughts on the show, but I'm sure she'll have enjoyed it. She kept asking, actually, when are you back on? Exactly. If we've not yeah. heard you on go for I a while know. and stuff, so I made sure I thought she'll be delighted. Nan, we saved up over the summer, so make sure she spoils <laughs> you. I know you do. You're absolutely brilliant with her. Craig, any old shirts that you are maybe... No, did you... I, I think you gave away I, loads, I, didn't you? I, yeah. I, I, I do, and I have done. Mm. Uh, and I, I did go through a stage where I had a lot of jerseys up in, in frames, and then that, that's like, back to then handing a few out. Yeah. Probably more difficult, the fact yeah. you've gone from Scotland as well, yeah, back. back to Oz, back again. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of used to just keep like, so your, your national team, you probably, you, you've got your debut yeah. strip somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you keep the special ones that mean something to you. What was your debut? Poland, I think it was. Poland at yeah. And I was really, yeah. I was young, mm. I was only 19 at the time and then oh, I was out the yeah. national team and then back in a, a mm. number of years later. Um, the two that I've got framed are the, the Euros and the World Cup. So yeah. those are the kind of ones that... Just the small ones. So just right. the Euros and the World Cup. Wonderful. That's it. Have you framed any? I had loads yeah. up front. You know what, yeah. actually, so eventually when I had uh, my games room when I was back in Australia, I had the, mm-hmm. I had a national team one, debut. Yeah. And then I had every and club. who was your debut uh, against? It, it was uh, against Ghana okay. in 1995. Yeah. I, was all, I was 19 also. Um, and then I just had all the, all the mm-hmm. club jerseys, all the clubs that I'd played with also mm-hmm. in, 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 in a frame. Nice memories. You hear that in the games room? Yeah, there he is. And that's when that's when I had the house in Australia. It's not like... <laughs> it doesn't look great when you've got ones in your kitchen and all that. You're living in folk are coming. Have you got one of the cottages in the grounds oh. of uh, Ferguson Manor? No, oh, no, no. I was a built of a room though. The one yeah. in Australia. Oh, was it? Oh, Barry will be back tomorrow night with uh, Andy Walker at five, and Rob McLean is going to be good. with us as well. So it's the top yeah, team tomorrow team. night. Good I team. mean, we've given no, it a good shout today. Them that. Thank miss you. A couple of days off, and uh, looking forward to it. But I'll be tuned in. Yeah, Rob back tomorrow. Will you watch five. the game tomorrow uh, night? Uh, absolutely, yeah. for sure. I will watch it um, along with Big Glass Brian. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah, I'll be. Yep. You'll yeah. be across not, the rugby, not, rugby not this weekend well, as well. I will be as well. I mean, my nephew did play 11, 12 caps for Ireland, John Brilliant. Cooney, but hasn't played for three years right, okay. and he hasn't been in for a while. And I think he was wanted by Scotland. There was can't say too much about it yeah. and I think he'd love to have played for Scotland because mm-hmm. of course his dad is my brother yep. fully Scottish um, but no that didn't happen but Ulster he's concentrating in Ulster a new two year deal there but I'd have been so proud to see him play for good, Scotland the World it? Cup let's hope we do it it's going to be really tough no, isn't be good, it yeah. Scotland we've been in good form we oh, have yeah. we have not a huge rugby fan um, I'll be honest yeah. and say that but I think anytime Scotland are on I'm always trying to be across mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. I love the passion I just anything that, that we do I want us to do really well at. Um, yeah. So I'll be invested in it, certainly when Scotland are on. I used to love rugby when Australia mm-hmm. were good. Yeah. Uh, I don't Glory think that's it. It's true colours, Paul. It's true colours. That's just a bit of motivation yeah. for him to, to go yeah. do well now. Stevie Clark's been speaking just in the last few moments. He doesn't seem to know too much about Elliot Anderson, quite rightly not getting involved. The boy said he's got an injury and he's gone back 
home maybe to think again or maybe not we'll see but John Carver was on duty yesterday and uh, I like the way he speaks you know yeah. the, the Geordie he's been speaking look it's all about confirming qualification well it's it's our job to do that I think what you find with the players is that they're very level headed so they don't listen to the outside noise and I think that's important um, and we we encourage that but as a group of staff and players we've had some big games recently they always say the next game is the biggest, and it is. But it's not about can we qualify on Friday night. It's about when we qualify. Uh, we haven't done anything yet. We haven't qualified. It's only the halfway stage. You know, we've f still four games to go, and you know how quickly it can turn in football. So we don't get ahead of ourselves. We're not thinking about the game after Cyprus. All we're thinking about is Cyprus, and and I think that's our total focus. Did you manage to jot down your expected team for tomorrow night, Leanne? Well, I had a look at it um, yeah. before I had come in, Paul, if I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't see it changing too much. Okay. because I, And yeah. I won't give you my team because it, it probably wouldn't no. be too far away from where Steve Clark mm. would be anyway. Um, I think Angus Gunn will remain in goals. Yeah. Um, I think Hickey will keep his spot. I actually think the back five will remain the same. I don't see it changing, if I'm being honest. I know mm. Grant Hanley's back available and probably would have started the, the last number of games had he been available, but I think it would be tough mm -hmm. to, to drop any of the, the players that have been part of that. Gilmer, I think, will remain. McGregor will remain. I think McTominay, for me, based on Scotland performances, would remain. I just wonder with the fact that he's not played for Man United, mm -hmm. if that might change things. Shea Adams is back available, mm -hmm. so I think you could potentially see McTominay drop out, mm -hmm. McGinn drop back one, right. and Adams' partner's Dykes up top. Mm. What do you think in that? No, Adams I'm going to go. Bo I'm going to yeah. go. I'm going to go boring. Like I said, I, th I think from the the, the last game, uh, two 0 victory uh, over Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm I'm looking at that lineup, and I'm thinking it's very much the same. And that does have McTominay still in a midfield three. Mm -hmm. I actually think that there's there's a little bit of trust. Actually, yep. there's a lot of trust and a little bit of loyalty in terms of the national yeah, team stuff as well. 100%. So you know, so I think that that's what will enable yeah. McTominay to get another start. Yeah. The only thing with McGinn is that he played off of Dykes in the last game. Um, I don't think Cyprus will come out and play mm -hmm. as much and I think that's where you're probably better just with two strikers. Yeah. And as we touched on earlier, we're Rangers yeah. in that old firm game. Mm -hmm. Having two strikers that can go and occupy probably three out of the, the, the Cyprus back five, yeah. um, it won't change too much because it it's about loyalty, it's about consistency. And one player that I hope we see in a Scotland jersey, whether it's tomorrow night or Tuesday night at Hamden is Lewis Ferguson. And why? Stating the obvious, just Brilliant the form. confidence he's got. Yeah. Playing really well. New contract. Scoring goals. Yeah. New contract. Working hard. Keeping his head down. Get him in the team. Yeah, and no, that's a great, that's a great um, spin on that, Leanne. I can't disagree with that. He's a he's a fantastic player, and what I like about the recent stuff that I'm seeing. He's learning so much more about the game. His awareness, the way he sees a game of football, his execution. Um, so yeah, that would be nice to see him get a run out. How's the Italian coming on? Have you heard from his uncle? <laughs> He's learning the language, and it's brilliant, isn't it? To learn. Lewis is learning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Here's yeah. John Carver again about this squad. I think I certainly think the the squad has definitely developed massively over the years I've been here, um, but there's still room for improvement. What we can't do is we can't rest on our laurels and think, oh, we've cracked it. We forget about it. We still work diligently to try and find the gem out there. We still work diligently, diligently sorry, um, to, to make sure that what we do on the training ground is good, right and proper. So 
uh, we, we, we won't slack enough. And Ryan Christie spoke about what you mentioned earlier, Leanne, the team spirit. Um, I would agree with him. It is, it's probably the, like the perfect mix of, of, of both sides of it. Um, I've never had it so perfect in, in any other kind of club I've um, been a part of in, in my career. Um, you you kind of see it when everybody meets up and it's, it has a, a brilliant laugh with each other. But, you know, when, when game time kind of rolls around or when we're on the training pitch, everybody's completely locked in. So, um, yeah, it's just a nice feeling, like I said before. I think it also helps when, when everybody's meeting up and everyone's just kind of sliding in again, you know, back to normal and, and ready to go again. Um, you know, it definitely helps and, and hopefully that'll help on Friday. And we'll hear from Steve Clark tomorrow and also Andy Robertson as well. We're in, we're in good hands, aren't we? And Kieran Tierney playing at the weekend as well for Real Sociedad. When you go through that yeah. that previous 11 that took on Georgia mm-hmm. Paul, every player other than McTominay mm-hmm. is playing for the, the club mm-hmm. just now. And that's huge. That those players can hit the ground running. I think Craig mentioned earlier on just that club feel as well. And they'll have that because there's not many players within the Scotland squad that play together. They're all at different clubs. So actually when you bring all that together and you've got all that Scottish energy and enthusiasm in one place, they'll be loving it. They'll be really, really enjoying it. And I know that's how the national team felt for me when I was part of that as well because you went from a number of years where you would have maybe eight Glasgow City players, you would have six Hibs players. That all changed at a point where you had threes and fours and ones and twos and everybody just loved it when we all came back together again and you could share stories and catch up and that's what the players have got. It makes me smile because it kind of takes me back in terms of with our national team as well. Mm -hmm. It's like like a team of brothers. Yeah. And and like say if you had to be in and report... Saturday, we would we reported on Friday. Really, we were yeah. we were there early. We would we wanted to yeah. get there early and and enjoy as yeah. much time together. It was brilliant, and that sounds like what Scotland have got going on just now. What's your scoreline tomorrow night, Craig? What do you reckon? I'm going to go for um, two one to Scotland. Two one Scotland. Yep. Good. Two nil. Two nil Scotland. Two nil Scotland. Yep. yep. You got a feeling who it might be. Doesn't matter, does it? Yeah, who knows? I mean, it was McTominay the last time we. It was, got the it late was. Goals, remember? Um, I'm yeah. going to go Dykes yeah. and McGinn. Dykes and McGinn. Yeah, McGinn, McGinn's yep. always there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, young Stephen will be back with us Looking next week. That's the tours of coming gone. It's been quick. Leanne, really enjoyed you come it. back in? A lot of people also, are coming on. Lovely yep. to see you guys. Thank yep. you so Thanks much. so much. Thank you, Craig. Oh, cheers. Thank As you very always. much. See you next week. Good luck to Scotland tomorrow night. Rob's here with Andy Walker and of course Barry Ferguson at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, heat pumps and garden projects. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023